Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello! This is Wrong Side of 30, and I am... Bra- oh, wait, I'm... This is this is Billy. Bill, Brandon's actually lost his voice and asked that I uh, be both characters this week. So, no, I didn't. I didn't ask you to do that. Yes, yes, you did. And on that note, we have Sheikha. Oh, wait, wait. Keisha. <laughs> What's up? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a while. You say that every episode. Yeah. I, oh, that's we, true. It's probably because we haven't. <laughs> you guys follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter? It's probably my favorite Twitter account. That dude's like... You know, there's like people that are just crazy and they're just on Twitter and, and no one cares. Like Tila Tequila, crazy. She Oh, you still follow Tila Tequila I had to on unfollow Twitter? her at some point when her craziness got mm. too political. It's like Tia, Tia Tequila a got a breast redux and Brandon's like unfollow. <laughs> no, thank it's you. It's like the people who complain when the sports gets too political. I was just like, I'm sorry. I like my craziness apolitical. It's same thing like Terrence Howard and his, what was his thing? One plus one equals grape. Or something. <laughs> what? Terrence Howard has like a crazy, uh, uh, crazy concept of math. Is that why they let him go as war machine? The U.S. government. They're like, you're too much. I have a serious question that's going to sound very not serious. But I assure you, I am serious. So in the last season, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Frank, uh, who, you know, played by Dan DeVito, who's like, Dan DeVito's like, what, 75 He's got to be up there. Yeah, he's he up there. old in taxi. <laughs> yeah, so he was describing uh, porn movie theaters. And, you know, like, I guess when I always thought about those, I always thought it was like, oh, yeah, CD pervs only went there. But if that was the case, then they wouldn't have been open. They were, yeah. op- they, they were open because, like, r- regular people went there. Just picture friends that you know right now. You all go to this theater. None of you talks about it. And you're all there pleasuring yourself. It's crazy. And everyone's cutting a hole in the bottom of their popcorn and reaching into the. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. No wonder box. boomers are freaking insane, man. But is that the expectation when people would go there? Like everyone just jerks off? I think. Why else are you there? Yeah. And, and, and the ones get really, really like <laughs> angry. You're really passionate about pornography and the f- and its and its yeah. films. Do you think Danny DeVito always had to sit in the first row too? So like everybody, <laughs> hey, that's Danny DeVito in the front row. Yeah, he's here every Thursday. Well-to-do gentlemen in society are all in porno theaters, just jerking it, and no one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. Crazy. That's why everybody had top hats. You just. <laughs> Hold on, I have a okay. question though. Did, sure. When do they go to these things? Was it, was it like a, a happy hour thing? Was it before work? Lunch break. I got to get one out. Why don't we do one of those uh, those episodes where each one of us learns about and presents a different pornography <laughs> theater? The history of jerk off theaters. Yeah, like because I'm <laughs> the thing that I'm interested in. You know, is it the stereotype like, oh, yeah, those are just where the weirdos went or was it actually were they actually a part of like everyday modern society? And which which seems like they would have had to have been. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many like uh, great names were were thrown out there. Like you called it like a Dickelodeon or a (laughs) Piccolodeon or a Nickel Blow Me Then. Like there's just so many. Yeah, I know. Each each one will be different. There's so many great options. But then it's like wondering like what what would I have been into if my world was opened sooner? Yeah, right. You were just, you know, if you could just see everything all the time, you know what? Yeah. Now, see, now I'm curious. Yeah, it'd be awful. Like imagine being in junior high with like 15 boys in the classroom all going through puberty at once. And they all just... So constant, smelly. Constant boners. <laughs> just smelly and sweaty. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm learning uh, I'm learning sine, cosine, tangent. Oh, I popped a boner. Well, let's just work <laughs> that out. I'll work it out, yeah. Sorry, I'm in the middle of this test. Can I turn my test in? I just need to rub one out real fast before <laughs> I, I can't no, concentrate. It, it would be like their handkerchief, 
right? Oh. <laughs> like when no. old men always had one handkerchief that they would blow their nose into and then Ew, fold the handkerchief disgusting. Why back did people in. think that that was okay? That's I don't know, gross. but is it is it that much different, honestly? Well, where where else were you going to get the material to blow your nose in? Like, that's just coming keep, prepared. Do they wash that off? T- I, I, yeah, you just boil water at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and you throw the hanky in there, and all the snot and jism comes right Ew! off. Ew! Oh, that's gross. And the woman is the one doing it in those days too, so you'd have to kind of like smell that coming <laughs> off the rolling water. <laughs> oh, gross! No, 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 thank you. I, I got a question. Am I the only one that's just like not okay with what's? I mean, things are pretty crazy. This is a crazy time right now, right? Yep. It's not just me. Is it me? What, what do you mean? No, it's crazy. Is stuff happening? Yeah. Like, the, the, this disease is getting worse. People refuse to get vaccinated. We have, like, a county judge openly calling for uh, uh, not rebellion, but uh, civil disobedience. You know, this mm-hmm. is... This is, like, it, it's a legitimately... Like, this. this is a pretty weird paragraph, like in 200 years from now, when they're learning about this time in school, this is a weird paragraph they're going to read over and be like, "This none of this makes sense. This was all insane. Oh, and then also global warming. Yeah, that one. That one actually seems like more imminent death. Yeah. It's like all bad. But but how do you encourage civil disobedient to the obedient population? It's like, we're going to take all the people following the rules. Well, I mean, dude, I'm I'm burnt out about it. Like, I feel I feel like it sucks and it's like if these people would have done the bare minimum and like now we're expected to go back to full restrictions, we're expected not to have indoor relations with friends because mm. these people wouldn't even get vaxxed, not even like wearing masks. Cause we know they didn't wear masks either. Well, that's, that's what where I'm at, you. man. Look, this is what we all have to do. And I want everybody who's listening to this podcast to actively go out and do this today. Find a person who's in a grocery store un- unmasked. Oh and God. Don't just do say, this. Do do you have your vaccine card? And if they say no, but I am vaxxed, you're like, okay, thank you so much for getting vaxxed. You walk to the next person. Do you have your vaccine? I'm not getting vaxxed. And as soon as they're about to say aided and their mouth goes to that wild, wide open vowel sound, you just pull down your mask and <laughs> straight into their throat. And then you just put mask up and you walk away. He doesn't mean that. Don't do that. If you can give them something besides COVID, great. Give, give them everything you got. Maybe even like put some blood in your spit. That's a sexual thing too. Some people like getting spit in their mouth. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't sound like something you're familiar with. Nope. <laughs> I do think there's a good idea in there. We hire, I guess, are there any like out of work linebackers? We just tackle them and then like vax them. And we record it, and then we put it on MTV as a TV show. You got vaxxed. Like, like jackass. And like each each like segment will be about like, all right, this is the perp. How do we get him? And you know, like planning this like elaborate ruse also. Someone come up behind him and just like stuff Whatever happened in Batman Begins, that's what we do, right? Get get it in the water supply. Get that weird thing that oh. makes all the water supply turn into vapor. Yeah. Fill it with COVID and say hospitals are t- no longer taking new COVID nineteen patients this date, <laughs> and then just vaporize the city with COVID. God damn it! I th- you're right. I didn't realize that the first Batman, along with the third one, the whole plot centers around a fucking billionaire that accidentally built a fucking toy that can destroy the goddamn city. Fucking Batman is the bad guy here. Well, and even the second one, he builds out that sonar system, which then they like disavow right. by the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Guys, I think Batman might suck. He's the villain. No, it's an anti-billionaire story told from the purview of a billionaire. <laughs> He's like if Bill Gates was actually good instead of like pretending to be good. <gasps> Hot take. So we are launching a new answering machine. So uh, all the times that you think we... Sp- we're wrong about something and you want to correct us, even though we weren't wrong because we're never wrong. Uh, please call and uh, or text a voice memo to 832-915-0324. Nailed it. But at least I'm COVID negative. That's good. Did you do it? Was it a rapid test thing or did you go to like an actual testing facility? I used to go to the Home Depot. They what? Test at Home really? Depot? Yeah. Do you have to like build your own test kit? <laughs> no, no. 
The abandoned Home Depot. Oh, it's not. A, it's not a lot. Like a working that's Home Depot. That's fucking weirder. That looks. That's hella suspicious. Yeah, no. I, all my COVID tests have always come from the abandoned uh, Home it's Depot like a, store. Yeah. It's just a guy with like a trench coat and is like, "Ooh, you want some tests? I'm gonna have to draw your blood." <laughs> no, I don't think you have to do that. Give me your blood. <laughs> Got this handkerchief. Just jizzing it. I don't know what voice. I'll boil it later. Now, but what? That was like. Was it Dracula? Give me your blood. <laughs> that was like a southern Dracula. Yeah, no, it's like like you know, like if you you were in Back to the Future three. It's like vintage old West. <laughs> I say, I say. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. We still haven't introduced the topic. No, but that was a great segue because uh, you know Brandon's been out of town on vacation, and you've been out on on vacation, and I've been out on vacation. So why don't we talk? About social justice and reform. <laughs> <laughs> so how does everyone feel about abortion? <laughs> all abortion all the time. That's my motto. <laughs> Says the guy who's trying. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about vacations today. And I support your uh, right to try. You got to fight Mm-mm for your right. Mm-mm. To impregnate. (laughs) Is it sex still enjoyable? Yeah, it's sex. But like, you're not. It's not like they take the nerves away. No, I know. But it just like, it doesn't become like, it doesn't become too like, oh man. Oh, it's It's not like an errand or a chore. Yeah. No, it actually kind of opens up a whole new perspective on sex. You can have unsexy sex now. So really, yeah, you get good. the best of both worlds. You get <laughs> I've been trying to have. Quality. I've been trying to have unsexy sex my entire life. My <laughs> You're friend. like, I just can't help it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. I I enjoy trying. I hope that we have to wait a few more cycles before you know the big P. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the big P? You guys are so awkward talking about pregnancy and like getting pregnant. W- 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 yeah. Of course oh my we are. God, the big in health in men's health class, they don't teach anything about women. Like from what no. I understand, when women go to health class in junior high or high school or whatever, it it, it explains both sexes and physiology. They just skipped right. They assume that if you have a Y chromosome, you are not mature enough to understand to understand any of it. So they just they're just like, yeah, you woke up, you accidentally jizzed in your sheets. Uh, go to math next period. <laughs> <laughs> also, where don't talk about it. Yeah. You will die, or you will eat the bottom five. Fuck! Bottom five things about vacation. I mean, because vacations <laughs> fucking suck, right? We can all agree that vacations are the worst fucking thing in the world. No. No, vacations are fantastic. What are yeah, you talking about? What do you know? Bunch of assholes in this podcast. They're the best. What? Yeah, you tell me one vacation you haven't liked. Okay, let me start <laughs> with the no say vacation. Now, <laughs> I qualify the no say vacation as starting from when you are too young to plan your own vacation and are dragged wherever your family thinks is a good idea to go on vacation, all the way through the school trip or the Oh, God forbid, church-sponsored mission trip of junior high and high school, and then all the way to the college trip where all of your friends plan a fun vacation, and you either A, if you're me, can't afford it, but all your friends complain that it's too expensive, assholes, or B... (laughs) What for the poor fucks who can't afford it, and all of their like super awesome rich friends are like making the coolest vacation ever, and they're like, guys, oh, I'm after you ramen. Oh, that's the worst. And then all the way to wedding trips, which I know we've covered on this show uh, for a while now, including bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, weddings. If you're going somewhere for a uh, shower, maybe, mm-hmm. but. Wasting your vacation days or your free time or resources where you have absolutely zero say in where you go, how you get there, what you do when you get there, what you eat and drink when you're there, who you're sleeping next to in some cases, 
That is the worst fucking thing. It's it's basically a glorified hostage situation. <laughs> it's, with it's food. Like with someone food shoots you in the neck with a dart, and then all of a sudden you are in Australia with your ninth grade church choir, and you have to eat Hungry Jacks, which is their name for Jack in the Box, because that's where all the fucking stupid Southern Baptists from Dallas decide that they think all the kids are going to want to go eat Jack in the Box while they're 24 flight hours from fucking jack in the box <laughs> i was like hey look there's a conveyor belt with sushi that sushi was probably caught right off the shore which i can see from here but i'd prefer a vacuum packed quote unquote beef patty so like i know you're describing like a little kid's vacation but that's that's how my vacations are i don't i have no says you, do you wait you don't help plan vacation no what i learned this is what i learned when paula says would you want to go here I always say that sounds, yes, that sounds awesome or that sounds great because what I say has no bearing on whether or not we will go. She is going to decide that independent of what I say. <laughs> it's, a re- it's always a rhetorical question. Yeah. So if we end up going wherever, I don't want to be on record as having said I didn't want to go there because <laughs> that's going to come back. So, okay. So you don't have a say on whether you want to go on a vacation but like when it comes to the actual stuff though um i suppose if i uh, but i'm i just kind of always feel like if i don't make a decision then no one's gonna complain to me (laughs) (laughs) and normally with your you're like with a group and so there's always this awkward tension and everyone's doing a sort of half measure to appease one another the entire time (laughs) you're in a constant state of negotiation you're also normally in like weird cheap economy like seating situations so it's like oh yeah uh we're in this bus and uh, the bus driver has to stop every 45 minutes for 15 minutes to smoke a cigarette. So you kids just sit here on the bus and twiddle your fingers. <laughs> or you're like 27, but your nieces want to go to Disney World. And so everybody signs up to go to Disney World. And all of a sudden you're sleeping on a sofa bed again uh, on vacation. <laughs> and you've got this bar in your back and you're expected to go on theme show rides that uh, essentially keep chiropractors in business. <laughs> you come back from vacation, eating another vacation immediately because of all of the pain, which leads me to my next point. The vacation body malfunction. Ooh, does this happen a lot to you? <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> now, the body malfunction can happen in several ways. Obvious choice, you could get COVID on vacation right now. You could get on an airplane and get sick. Have you ever gotten on an airplane and then you've gotten a cold in the middle of your trip? Or have you gone somewhere that is notoriously uh, bad at killing bacteria and other infectious parasites in their water and gotten something affectionately known as Montezuma's Revenge as opposed to just a plain old shit. Or maybe you have a wild conspiracy theory that when you go up 40,000 feet above ground, the compressed air that's being pushed through that airplane is actually solidifying the poop that is actively in your intestines, making you suffer from travel constipation, a giant rock sitting in your stomach of poop that was pressurized into the most painful exodus your bowels have ever seen since the magic school bus. I didn't this, know my that. friends, is a body malfunction, and it's absolutely not true. I'm making that up. Oh, oh. I, I was like, I have gotten constipated a yeah, lot. Yeah, travel constipation is <laughs> pretty common. That's my theory. I think the reality is you don't want to go to the bathroom a bunch when you're on an airplane so you don't drink enough water, but I like to think the poop pressurization theory holds water. No, I like the poop pres- pressurization presentation. <laughs> So you got sick in Mexico? Is what you're what I'm what I'm gathering from this? I haven't pooped on a vacation <laughs> in the first three days, maybe ever. Well, you think it's just so like I'm your walking body, around like- with a running buddy, <laughs> and this guy's like, I, "Where am I going? Like, I don't. I, these toilets aren't familiar. You, you got to go get gringo pills." And it's like it's like my body knows that you can't flush toilet paper, so it's actively trying to dry <laughs> itself out to where I won't even need toilet paper. It just kind of comes out. That's the dream. Oh my god! Or maybe you go skiing a lot and you fall down and hurt yourself constantly or go on a zip line and crick your neck or maybe you fall and break your leg and get into a hospital and find out that your insurance isn't good in a foreign country the travel body malfunction (laughs) is a real problem that there is no solution for stay home next money (laughs) always the obvious billy subject but specifically tourist traps 
You can you bet you have two options when you travel. You go somewhere desirable and you get bent over by the locals and pay everything that you have in your pocket. And if you don't pay it all, someone's probably going to rob you like some sort of whatever the nice word for gypsy is. <laughs> <laughs> the politically correct word for gypsy. Do we have one yet? Like, like a Romney? I don't know. <laughs> like a <laughs> nomad? No. When, <laughs> when my sister gypsy gypsy implies they roam i think <laughs> yeah so i think nomad is more politically correct than gypsy oh, maybe you say gypsies i feel like we can say gypsy my point is my sister was in rome eating pasta on the square gippo walks by <laughs> sticks his hand right into the pasta and just walks no. off eating it like like street food except for oh. without the rat Man, I've thought about doing that so many times. There's a whole industry based around like basically a man purse uh, fanny pack where you hide your passport and your cash on your person because pockets just won't do it when you leave. You're going to get robbed (laughs) by this fucking like nylon purse to wrap around your navel for your second (laughs) belt. I mean, like, seriously. So there's basically all these countries with tourism economies, which is basically like saying you're going to get charged through the ass if you go visit that place because they make all of their money from your stupidity. It was like when I was in Mexico for that wedding, right? And we spent somehow we spent like $103 on 36 beers and like a fifth of vodka in Mexico. Oh, right. And we were buying like Pacifico. Do you know what it is about those places? Is because it lets you, for a short amount of time, imagine you're like a fucking rich sultan. I love it. I would feel so much better if they just charged me what the locals pay, but then just had a markup percentage of like 60% that says my kid's college fund just on everything you pay. (laughs) That would work for me. I would feel a lot better about it. Are there such thing as grapists you can like rent? Like a masseuse? Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think they call them that. Like for grapes? Yeah, like if I wanted to hire someone to feed me grapes at this resort, <laughs> like I just wanted to like lie on a couch. A grapist? That's a horrible name for them. That's probably why they're not called that. A grapist. Please stop saying it. <laughs> like the worst tourist trap was somewhere in Europe and they always are telling you, please leave a positive review on TripAdvisor. And you just feel like if you don't, you're doing them a complete disservice and that they won't have a life after you leave so you say something's five stars even when it's not and then you go to some restaurant that's essentially like a glorified vegas buffet instead of eating where the locals <laughs> actually eat and you yeah. yeah the food here was okay please give us five stars you're just trapped in the circle of lies that is TripAdvisor. <laughs> uh the next one uh either one or two or four or five depending on how you partake in your top five bottom five uh are kind of can we say siamese twins <laughs> I think so. This is just a can we say episode. There aren't a lot of is there this- aren't a lot of twin advocacy groups yet. So I think I'm more okay. worried about the Siamese part of it. Is, is Siam still a place? That's Thailand now. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna just change it to Siamese cats of one another. All right. Or if you prefer Siamese, put wait. Uh, he <laughs> always prefers Siamese. <laughs> Have you been snooping on my search history again? <laughs> All Did right. I not log out of the Gmail. <laughs> oh shit. Stop asking Jeeves about it. So, um, the vacation is always glorious for the first couple of days and then you hit that halfway mark and you look at the calendar and you say, "Okay, my vacation is officially halfway over. This is my halfway point." And every day subsequently gets worse because you're that much closer to going home. So you're sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going to run out of days here. I've only got three more days left. I've got to soak it. There's so much pressure to soak in these days. And then the next day comes and then you start checking your email because we're all attached to our phones and we (sighs) live in this COVID. So you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't look at my email. But all I can think about is my email because I can't look at my email. It's like a taboo. I've got taboo email that I need to check so I can catch up with work, but I don't have to catch up with work for two days. But but if I don't look at it now, I'm gonna get feel really behind. And then the day before you're you, the day before you're not even having fun anymore. You're thinking about having to come home and pack later. Like <laughs> you could be at Spearmint Rhino getting every side of you sucked off for money and be sitting there thinking about what you have to pack and like what time you have to beat the airport and that you're gonna be hung over the next day. 
The point is, the last day of vacation, you're not even thinking about or enjoying your vacation anymore. All you're doing is dreading going home. And then you get back, and all of the things that you've dreaded are absolutely true. It's not one of those situations where you're fearing the worst, but then it ends up being fine. No, you go home, and you have like 600 emails that you have to answer. You're behind on all of your products. All of your bosses who were like super supportive of you going vacation are like, you need to get this, this, and this Mm -hmm. done, and all of this shit changed while you were gone. And then all of a sudden, you realize you haven't paid any of your bills, your mail's back up packages have been stolen from your front yard like the come down is real nothing good happens while you're gone and in fact more often than not you've been taken advantage That's of true. in ways that you won't find out until weeks later God. what's <laughs> wrong with who, you? Who, who hurt who you, hurt you? <laughs> and last but not least the expectation enlightenment paradox Everyone says that you have to open up your mind. You go on vacation. You have all of these experiences. Life isn't about possessions, the things that you see every day. Life is about going out and doing things and seeing things that have only been seen by these certain amount of people. But we just had an episode on memory where none of that information is recorded. It's all just made up in your head. It's a total recall situation. So you have all (laughs) these expectations about how all of these things are still wonderful. But guess what? You go out there, still hot. Still bugs, still lumps in the bed, still people just trying to find ways to take money from you. Still just, oh, look, it's a mountain, just like all the other mountains. Oh, it's a beach. Maybe it's a little more clear, but I probably won't remember that. And if I take a photo of it, it's probably going to look like shit anyway. And then all I'm thinking about is having to manage my goddamn photo library. So there is no truth that expectation brings any sort of value in life. It all just becomes this sort of made-up story that you keep retelling to other people about all of these other trips just to justify the fact that you blew $10,000 on something you're not even going to remember two weeks later. I think you might be an insane person. I think I think you might be insane. I think he just got hurt. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> what happened? Past jobs. <laughs> so that's my bottom five. I mean, I think honestly, so I guess my top five actually works because mine is the top five best things about vacation. <laughs> Once again, Keisha is somehow <laughs> always completely dumbfounded that like our top five, bottom five might well, somehow relate. <laughs> sometimes yours is completely on another spectrum. Mine is like on this side and then yours is like a different part, but this is exactly against one another. So that's cool. My, my bottom five is always the same it's the bottom five topic name your bottom five somehow like jimmy rigs in like (laughs) hobbies i wish i might have someday side hustles that sound neat good things to make lists for the list all right you boys and girls it's time for five things with keisha with your host keisha Five things with my girl. Uh, so I'm taking, I have taken a vacation a month for the past uh, three months, I think. Whoa. Calm down, killer. Oh, wow. Is it to get away from all of the actual killers who are hunting you down? <laughs> so it's Vegas and then we went to Denver and then next or this month we're going to uh, Maya Riviera in Mexico. Dude, Good Lord. So awesome. You're going to be a huge COVID carrier. You're just going to carry COVID uh, no. from place to place. Uh, I've been vaccinated. It's fine. Maxinated? I've mac- that's the max vaccination. Yeah. So- <laughs> She's gotten J&J. She's gotten got all- donuts. She <laughs> I got, got the combo pack- I got the combo package. And she didn't get it in her like, you know, fucking arm. She got it right to the heart, like fucking Tarantino <laughs> style. God, can you imagine Keisha on the phone with the CDC just like... <laughs> Yeah, so I went here, I went here. I think I may have gotten at the Shining Hotel. I think this ghost might have given me COVID. That's awesome, though. Like, I mean, the, the vacation I just got back on, it was my first vacation in over two years. Has it been Holy two years since shit. you went to Paris? Yeah. Obviously, I've been in vacation mindset. I'm leaving again in like a week. But my top five is five best things about vacations. Oh, really? How did you what? come up with That's that? That's so crazy. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so number five. So, okay, obviously, I don't think, Billy likes this part, but I love prepping for vacations, like getting your no, hair that's done. Fun. That's, part of the, that's part of the positive expectation, right? Experience. Like getting hyped for it, getting your that nails will done. That inevitably let you down and you'll realize that getting all of that stuff done was meaningless to the entire endeavor. Getting everything waxed because, you know. <laughs> like your eyebrows and your Everything. Head. You got to be a, like smooth. I just came from MD Anderson. I'm ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Mac- <laughs> Do you get your butt waxed? I think that's part of the whole thing. That's just like the package. You know what I mean? When they say the whole thing, they mean 
the whole thing. I mean, there's no like stopping point. It just whatever <laughs> okay. they see, it just gets done. Can I ask you a question? Oh no. Would it be weird if I went to a wax place and that was the only part of my body I wanted waxed? No, people do. Guys get that waxed all the time. But like just that. I've yes. never heard of this. If you're like a bottom, I think some people don't like that. I don't. I, 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 I want to know where Keisha's getting her information. I don't know. Oh, where yeah, I'm, guys I'm... get that done all the time. <laughs> I was on the Reuters survey. I... <laughs> According to USA Today's poll, <laughs> it's hella expensive, but I also use that to justify spending stupid money on like outfits and shoes. This was Vax and Wax Summer, right? It was a reward for, you know, last well, year. Well, this was supposed to be Hot Girl Summer, and then I, Hot Girl I'm in a relationship, so that's cool. Classic. Oh, so you committed to the professor? Yeah. It's like, it's for realsies. So does that make you Marianne or the movie star? <laughs> That's such you an call old, on your coconut phone? That is such an old person reference. I don't know if people on the listening will understand that. You should explain it. You see, kids, there was a show called <laughs> Gilligan's Island. How serious is it? So my whole family is going to Mexico because we're looking at this venue for my sister's wedding next month. And he's coming with me. So it's like our first full family vacation. Ooh, That's a yeah. really fast rebound for this man. Good for you. <laughs> You must be doing something right. So you guys do enjoy that part, the prepping for the vacation, like thinking oh, yeah, of all- you go, you no, go shopping. Yeah, like I think of all it. the scenarios it. you need outfits for, you know? I pack the morning of. Oh, no. God damn it, Brandon. You, t- you talk to yeah. your friends who have been there and get ideas for things yeah. like book trips. Yeah, it's great. All the planning and expectations, that's the best part because it's giving you light at the end of the tunnel. Like you, yes. you're in work hell and you're like, but- in 37 days, I'll be I'm on the be beach. on a beach in Mexico. It's true. That's exactly what I've been doing. And I'm going to be coming off some chafing from my asshole being waxed. <laughs> I do hate For me, it's like fantasizing about going to a new place and using their transit map. <laughs> where I want to go. Oh, wonders. How easy are you I to understand? I wonder if I can speak before parliament. Because <laughs> like, you know, we are in Austin and we have like one train and it kind of sucks. Oh, it's terrible. So anything... In remotely 1980s forward technology is just mind-blowing to me. Oh, my God. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So number five, that number four is this probably causes the bodily malfunction. But I like the feeling. I think people on vacation have this feeling of like, I can just try new things. Like this is the time I'm going to try new things, whether it's activities, food, sex things. What? Am I wrong? And are we talking about like something you've never done on U.S. soil, but you're willing yeah. to do elsewhere? Or are yeah. you talking about going to like a ping pong show? Both. I, I think anything that you're like something that you wouldn't normally do if you weren't on vacation. Oh, uh, yeah. For my wife and I, it's strip clubs. See, like you're never going to wake up and be like, we should go to a strip club today in Austin. No, no you would never so, do that. No. So we uh, yeah, like we, everywhere we go, we try to go to uh, at least one strip club to kind of experience the different locales and stuff. See? The last one we went to was the Paris one. We we couldn't do it in D.C. because it was a family trip. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then also like other another part of that, too, is like doing stupid shit in public, taking ridiculous pictures because you have this mindset of like, I will never see these people again. So it doesn't matter what they think of me. And I, you wear questionable things. I don't know. I just I'm a, I'm a different person on vacation. What does that mean? Like if you're in Denver, what were you wearing in Denver that made you wear? I don't know. It's not, well, that's a very specific example. I'm it talking was about a like pink when you go to parka. <laughs> when you go to the beach and you wear like scantily clad, you're like scantily clad and like things that barely cover things. I don't know? think anyone on this podcast is surprised by that. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I just wonder, was that also how you treated going from a long distance relationship going into an in-person relationship? Like you were always on vacation and com- this completely different person, <laughs> free. Like my sex were just like really, really good. And then in person, yeah. I'm like... Ooh, what is that? Uh, Where does that go? You want to join my book club? <laughs> I'm reading Lady Shatterley's Lover. So theoretically, you would be more inclined to do butt stuff on vacate while on vacation. Probably. 
<laughs> number three, vacation sex. Okay, this is the same as number two. No, it's not. <laughs> Just in general, even boring sex on vacation is like better than boring sex at home. Because you don't have to do the sheets? It's new sheets. Yeah. There's a window. There's new scenery. You can mess new stuff scenery. up. I, yeah. I got to get my money's worth on this wax. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you guys not look forward to vacation sex? It's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, but like not anymore post-COVID because like, well, pre-COVID it was like, you know, they changed the sheets every day. You know, so you're like, oh, let's have sex on everything. I want to bodily fluids everywhere because they're all going to be changed tomorrow. And then now they're like, no, we're not going in your room. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, like, only if you absolutely what? need us to. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a like a little, uh, you know, those little like doors that they can open to put something <laughs> through to the other side. And they just leave you like a tub of Clorox bleach. And that's all you get. Just Clorox and a sponge. That's true. They were yeah. they were like. Please call us if you need towels, but that's it. Yep, that's but, it. But they still wanted to be tipped. Right. Fuckers. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Vacation sex is awesome. Is that really? Well, I love to the professor, sex. good for you. You just made the podcast and congratulations. But you're going on vacation with your family. Okay, How's so that funny work? story. These, these hotel rooms are pretty expensive because it's an all-inclusive resort. Mm -hmm. And so my mom and my dad were like, initially, they're like, we can just get a room with two queen beds and we can just share it. That's amazing. <laughs> you should have said yes. No. And I was like, my mom was like, you know, I think it'll be fun. We'll go out and do stuff. And I was like, what's going to happen if I've had like four pina coladas and Hansi Quiche comes out? She doesn't understand why her parents are there. Do, uh, does your mom know who Hansi Quiche is? I think she's probably heard about her on the podcast. <laughs> just imagine you like super pervy, like you grow a <laughs> You just like grab things. <laughs> what, what was that show with the, the little skinny kid from Arrested Development and Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah, where he was like the guy incognito with the mustache. Youth and Revolt. <laughs> That's me. Youth That's and Revolt, Keisha. Just have like a mustache. So, yeah, so after some some further discussion, uh, the professor and I were like, let's just like let's spend the money and just get our own room because it's not worth trying not to do that. Would it have been a red flag if the professor was like, no, let's stay with your parents. <laughs> no, let's do it. That's fine. Let's see if we they want to be push the beds together. I bet you'd fuck with him, too. You'd like start giving him an HJ under the table <laughs> while the whole family is there eating just to see him sweat. Like like wedding crashers? Yes, yes. That's hilarious. That's not a bad that idea. That happened in wedding crashers? Yeah. yeah it's the, maybe one of the best parts. It's one of my favorite recurring jokes from It's Always Sunny. She's just mashing it. It's just such a great show. I just love it so much. Okay, so sex. Uh, vacation sex. Number three. Number two, no one gives me shit about taking naps when I'm on vacation. Like everyone encourages it. Oof. Do you guys take Not naps? the vacations I go on to. Yeah, they're discouraged. Why? Yeah, Maggie definitely strongly discourages vacation naps. Oh, my God. Because there's stuff to do. Yeah. So and the number one thing for me, which I don't think would be will be a surprise, the best thing about vacations is the ungodly amount of food that I eat. She's like a stuffed turkey. It's like I love to have sex, but I also like to be at my fullest. <laughs> but like, Okay, so I would say that the majority of my money when I go on vacation is either spent on food or like my accommodations because I don't want to be napping after eating all that food in a garbage hotel. Right. So I see a path. So hot girl summer is just like <laughs> the prep time before going to on vacation and, th and then they roll you off the plane. And then it's all just in service to the next hot girl summer. <laughs> it's it's like a what is it called when you're uh, when you're carb loading? shredding? Yeah. No. What what's the one that before you before you cut before cutting season? It's bulking, bulking. season. Bulking it's, and then shredding. It's literally summer into like all of summer into the winter is just bulking season for me. That's why. So it's important that I get a boyfriend early on in this in the year because they got to be a part of the good side. And then when they get in the winter, it's just. It's not good. Yeah, my, my wardrobe starting July 1 starts in a medium and then December 31st is an extra large. And I'm always somewhere between those two wardrobes. I mean, that's what happens. Do you guys not spend a lot of money on food when you go on trips? Like, what oh, do you guys definitely spend? spend a shit ton of money on food? Yeah. yeah. That, is that your number one like expense, you think, when you travel? 
I mean, I think it changes, right? I mean, like, I don't really buy souvenirs anymore, but Maggie and I, you know, we went to San Diego and then we went to Mexico to like the Baja wine country. Mm. We went to like three super nice meals in a row. So we went to a nice, we went to vineyards, a nice lunch, a super nice, it's like a prefix tasting menu dinner. And then we went to a super nice prefix tasting menu oh, brunch the next day. <laughs> we probably spent like $850 damn. over the course oh, so of three good. meals. And if we would have done that in the U.S., yeah. it would have been like two grand. At, right. I mean, it would have easily been two grand. Like that's the other thing too. I've traveled with people who want to just eat at Burger King or McDonald's, and like we'll pack sandwiches. Oh, so you were on my mission trip <laughs> in Australia? But it's, you know what I mean. And that's that is like a very you believe in the living but that's God. That's a difficult thing to travel with if you're not if you're willing to spend money on good food. It sucks being around people that like don't think that it's important to eat good food on vacation. We were at a wedding uh, um, in Costa Rica and two of our friends that we were staying mm -hmm. with hate seafood. Mm. Oh, God. We were on the coast in Costa Rica and they didn't want to eat seafood. So that was a problem. For me, I, I don't really care about the quality of the food. It's the atmosphere. So if it's like a mm. restaurant in a cool area, mm -hmm. to me, that's a cool experience. And if the food's not great, that's still okay. You know, a few minutes of inconvenience. And then when I'm done eating it, then I'm, that's it. I'm, it's not going to like stay with me. How like, oh, the meal was just so not amazing. It's like, <laughs> what, but what does matter is like just going to a place that feels lively and energetic and, you know, is a representation of the unique community that you can't find where you live. So I have a question for both of you. What was the first vacation that you took with your significant others? And was it, did it go well? Or did you guys fight? Um, we went to Las Vegas when we just started dating and we weren't even exclusive. And uh, that was pretty fiery, I guess, up and down. Interesting. What were the bads? This like person got us into a, uh, uh, a club, which and so I was very thankful. So I was like talking to her and Paula got like super jealous because it was a woman. And I was like, no, it's, I'm not flirting with this woman. She did us a huge favor. Let's just spend, you know, like 20, 30 minutes Safe. talking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she didn't see it that way. She went full. I mean, she was drunk. <laughs> uh, but uh, then she went full. Like wrath. Crazy town. Yeah. yeah. And then like we went to bed angry and then we woke up and like quiet. <laughs> and that was like the whole last day. I, I think we even flew back home mad. I thought the trip was ruined. But now like I don't remember about that. I remember us being drunk in the <laughs> Which is something you only do when you're, when you're, when you're you know, first casually dating. <laughs> dating. When you're non-exclusive. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, that sounds good. Billy, what about you? How, what was your first trip with Maggie? She has to deal with my travel anxiety, which is its own oh, special. So you okay. So what is it like you think you're gonna die? No, no. It's just that I am convinced before I go do anything that I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> oh my mm. god. That would drive me insane. So so we're actually, we'd like a lot of the same things, which helps. But at the same time, like, I want to go, usually when I'm on vacation, I want to go do something really active. And usually she wants to go do something that's like more like laid back, kind of traditional fun sort of thing. So yeah. it's like, so she's a beach person and I'm a mountain person for that reason, right? It's like, I want to go skiing because I want something that I'm actively engaged in like the entire oh, time Oh, so you I'm like there. activities. Maggie's a wonderful person. Anyone who can put up with me and my ADD is just this amazingly passionate and patient person. <laughs> but uh, but like I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go to this museum, but I only want to stay there for an hour and 27 minutes. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to get super bored. I get, I get a museum exhaustion, but I want to go. But then after that, I just want to go like sit around and do nothing for like two hours. And then after that, we're going to go for a run through the city being chased by bulls. Like it's that, it's like that manic depressive. Yeah. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and she's just getting like swung around behind me. If it's a fancy meal, right? She plans it. And yeah. and I'm like, "Great, let's go." And then I I look at her when the bill comes and she's just like, "Shut up. We're on vacation." <laughs> uh but yeah, I I mean, honestly, I think one of the first trips was when we went to LA, mm -hmm. which once again, it's it's kind of weird because it's like where was was it a vacation when I went to San Diego to visit her for a month and I yeah. took a month of vacation. For me, it was. For her, she was working, and I was just living with her. Yeah. Um, but, like, we went to L.A., and it was perfect. Like, we had such a good time. Th that Denver trip was, like, the first trip that 
I took with the professor and I had like a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Why? Because I have had like such shitty experiences traveling with exes, like getting left in Switzerland, like being rude to foreigners, thinking that they know more about airports than I do and they've never left the country. Foreigners. I think you have to call them gypsies. (laughs) The vagrants. (laughs) They're locals. You're the foreigner. The professor seems more cultured. He just seems like, you know. He's chill. He'd appreciate the vacation from reality. Right. But also it's just like even packing like is a thing like if you pack differently than someone else like I can pack everything in a carry-on if I need to like one guy I dated had we went to the island for a week Brandon he had four duffel bags oh my god what a backpack and like things that were on hangers I'm like do you not have a suitcase what like why are we fucking bringing duffel bags places that's insane for no reason like he bought like a he brought like a sports coat where are we going on the island that requires a sports coat? Maybe he was going to propose and then he decided not to. <laughs> oh, shit. And then you made fun of him for all of the clothes he brought. You would be married by now. That's totally what happened. And I'm like, cool jacket, nerd. <laughs> Why are you bringing this ring case? <laughs> That's probably What's what in is. the box? <laughs> so, Yeah. I, I mean, it all went well, but I do think like another thing, too, is like when you first travel with somebody, do you guys put your clothes in the drawers and cabinets and like unpack completely? Yeah. No, we live out of suitcases. No, I pack. I mean, I unpack. See, if you're a person that unpacks and the other person's not and you or you put stuff away as soon as you use it. Well, it's like a whole I, I thing. mean, if it's if it's like over X amount of days, then I unpack. I mean, if it's a weekend trip, then no, I don't unpack. As like the professor's house is like spotless. Like he has a very clean house. The polar opposite of my house. So <laughs> so my he invited There's not my a snail trail of chunks. <sighs> he has to like chunks proof his house whenever I bring chunks over. So everything's covered with blankets and stuff. But my mom saw his house because he made brisket for my mom last weekend or the weekend before. And she like after we left, she was like I know that things are pretty are getting serious with you guys. And she's like, I don't know how you're going to live in a house like that. <laughs> she's like, I don't know if he's going to be able to deal with how much you don't like putting shit away. And I was like, well, we'll figure it out. But that's like the same thing. When we travel, though, it's the complete opposite. Like he's exactly like just taking shit out and laying everything out. And it's a thousand percent OK, which was a, a relief because I always got shit for being a messy traveler. Dude, I I hear you with that fear because like. My garage right now is just, it's just a, a beyond a mess to the point where I don't even think it could be organized. It's just there's stuff everywhere. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for what. Because like everything looked great and then I put one thing away in a random place and then another thing and another thing and another thing. And like all I could do was imagine some, you know, sassy ass narrator like over B-roll of my <laughs> messy ass garage being like what kind of maniac <laughs> would live like this. The Arrested Development, Ron Howard, like, I cleaned the garage. It wasn't. <laughs> I, like, it's freaking me out where I'm like, what if something crazy happens here and fuckers are going to see this garage? Dude, yes. I don't want people, I mean, if I die, I'm like nervous about what people are going to think of my bedroom, my garage. I love that that's what you're nervous about. Internet. Not like browsing. how many people are going to show up for the funeral. No. <laughs> What are the ambulance guys going to think about my body? Uh, so I've, I've installed a heartbeat sensor. What? Oh. And as soon as it doesn't detect a heartbeat, explosives in the garage will go off. So no one it will It automatically ever know. clears your, your browsing history too. Yes. How insanely disorganized my garage is. And then the other thing is how like spending. Like how do you break up? Who buys what? Just one account. Combine no, account. You're, account. You're, so you're not easy. married. Like I'm not married to him. So we don't have that. To Whoever talk. has the best travel points pays for everything. And the other person settles up and then buys a travel card. Do you like split it? Like if one person pays for something, does the other person put out more unselfishly? No. Mm. <laughs> unselfishly? Maybe subconsciously. Maybe. Like, oh man, she picked up this meal. I should probably go down on her for like five minutes. <laughs> Plus tax. <laughs> you never get that idea of like the sexual dynamic? No. Sometimes. Oh wait, that was for her. Sorry. Sometimes. But I guess if you have, if, if it's handsy quiche is around, then it's all ga- like she's game for anything. So the goal is just pay enough to have like, me drink I bought your dinner. enough booze where handsy quiche comes out. 
and then you can just kind of lead her. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just lead her to the penis. She knows what to do. And I've got one hand She'll do in the rest. his pocket. <laughs> Why do you have to be led to it, though? Why can't you just find the penis? <laughs> just imagine you're like Helen Keller looking for the penis. Because like, Hansi Kish sometimes is kind of her. This way, Helen. She, her, her vision's not great. So. Hansi Kish is also hungry Kish. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you don't want to, you have to make sure she knows the difference between what is something she can oh, eat. One, one hand is seeking pleasure, the other hand <laughs> seeking a donut. That's a great ooh, point. Ooh, ooh, That's ooh, a great ooh, point. Ooh, ooh. No, it just made me think because I told you guys about my Princess Diana oh, beanie God. baby that I bought as an investment and my sister found it. Her boyfriend, her fiance found it. So she sent me the pictures of the plastic enshrined Princess Diana Beanie Baby. I'm rich, motherfuckers. I can make maybe several hundred dollars. Have you listed it yet? No. God, oh. no. I she, Her 50th, uh, no, 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 30th anniversary of her death is next <laughs> summer. So I'll, I'll put it on eBay then. Got to maximize that that death dollar. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my um, because I haven't told this story and there's too many stories I retell. Uh, but when I was in ninth grade, I went to Australia for a church choir trip. Now imagine a bunch oh of rich white billies. <laughs> going to a super church in Dallas and saying like, we have to go on a mission trip and spread the word and, and, and help out as many people as possible. Like we have to, we have to provide services. Like we, we can go, you know, give, give glasses to kids who can't see. And, and no, we went to Sydney, Australia to a mall and sang in a mall. And so, <laughs> that was our mission trip to go sing in a fucking mall in Australia. You know, so many stupid things that happened on this trip. We went to like a, a rugby game or a, Maybe it was Aussie rules football and they call it footy, whatever. Like, what's the number one thing when you're when you're a kid? You know, when you're 14, 15 years old and you think of Australia, what do you think of? Kangaroos. Kangaroo. Kangaroos. Exactly. You got that exactly right. So we went to this wildlife <laughs> preserve. By the way, kangaroos, they are like deer. Like, you're just on a bus and you're in the <laughs> middle of nowhere and there's just common. fucking kangaroo just jumping down the street. And you're like, what the fuck? But we go to this wildlife preserve and, uh, you know, we're going around and seeing all of the millions of snakes that could kill you and the crocodiles which are so much scarier than alligators and all of the other <laughs> oh and there's like a cute little wallaby or whatever and we go to the like the area where all of the the kangaroos are basically the deer preserve and there's this nice stream of water and all these kangaroos jumping around and of course it's me who notices but i say hey look over in the stream there's there's a kangaroo lying lying on the ground over there and it's Neck looks like it's turned around backwards. And so, of course, Billy, of all of the people there, spots the kangaroo that was murdered by another kangaroo when they were doing kangaroo, like kangaroo boxing or whatever, where they rock back on their tail and kick one another. (laughs) So so I say that to somebody and then they get on a radio and then we see like three people running out to that kangaroo and then they (laughs) shuffle us on our way. So like six of us were crying that we saw a broken neck kangaroo. Were the the kangaroos real buff? Because I've seen pictures of them and they're like jacked. The one with the broken neck wasn't. Obviously. (laughs) How often do kangaroos fight? All the time. Really? Yes, I think. I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just said it. Yeah. She's full of shit. The best part of that trip, though, was my parents because doctor's kid always gets the free drugs. Well, I was worried about the seventeen-hour flight because I notoriously can't sleep on planes, and I still couldn't sleep on the plane. But I gave my friend an Ambien, and he's like ninety-five pounds, and so he woke up in the middle of an Ambien sleep, and we convinced him on the airplane that we were aliens and we were taking him to the mothership, and he started God freaking out on the airplane. Did he remember it in the morning? Yeah, he remembered okay. it. Okay, he was so mad. Okay, I think we've talked about ours already. This is from Board Game Fan Four. Well, I guess we know we know Billy's, but what is your vacation preference? Beach, cities, camping, tourist traps? Who prefers tourist traps? I like tourist traps. Oh my god. I mean, I went to all the fucking Smithsonian shit in DC. Like, I don't know if that I mean I think that counts. All the tourist trap people have to be polite with Brandon while he talks about like civil uh <laughs> civil issues. <laughs> so what's it like with your local government? Question, what are the opportunities for bike lanes? <laughs> 
I did talk about bike lanes <laughs> with some do people it. there. <laughs> you would. You need to go to the Netherlands. That's like the bike lane capital of the world. I hear that. Yeah. Do, Brandon, that maybe that's like the the like the var like the varsity. That's like Harvard. And also, you can smoke hash. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I I, I really like cities just because I like seeing the you know culture, the mix of cultures. Because usually there's a rich diversity. Um, no matter where you go of like, you know, many cultures within this uh, country. I think that's always pretty cool. Uh, so cities and strip clubs. <laughs> now, that's if you could find a tourist up. trap strip club, everything you want. Ooh, one place. Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> we could have went to the Moulin Rouge in Paris. We did not. We, we went to another one called like the, uh, the horny goat or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's not as nice sounding. It's not as classy as the other Crazy one. horse. Oh, what did I say? You said the horny crazy whores? whores. Crazy horse. <laughs> if you are in Paris, you must visit the crazy horse. It's tremendous. <laughs> crazy horse would be a little on the nose, Billy. Most of what I do is on the nose. <laughs> so I would say I like the idea of a beach, but I hate sand. <laughs> we remember why. No yeah. worries. <laughs> Same. I have PTSD with pirate, sand. Pirate key. You know what I suggest? Uh, when you go to a beach, a uh, city stay at a place on the rocks. That way, you're close to the water. Yes. No sand. No Keisha, sand. Keisha just needs to wear her like in ocean goggles while on land. <laughs> That'll get the boys. Oh, I hate sand too, man. I hate the beach. It sucks. Just give me the water. Give me the rocks. I so after this trip to Denver, I think I'm a mountain person. Really? Yeah. I like. It's just. It's rare that I see a beach that I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful. I'm going to Corpus this weekend, so don't spoil it. You're not going to find a beach in Corpus. I don't know what you're expecting. This is from Million Knives 7. What would your dream vacation be? Uh, I guess going to South Korea and Japan, that'd be a dream. Or uh, South Africa would be pretty dope too. To see the animals? Yeah. See some animals. <laughs> what? Whoa. That was a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can I amend my answer to the new Star Wars hotel Dude, in Florida? Did you see how expensive Holy those rooms fuck. are? It's like $1,200. Yeah, but it's what worth you, it. You You're basically. About? So it's going to be like, I think, uh, six grand or for two guests, the experience will cost five grand. Three guests cost 5200 Four guests cost 6000 It's kind of like a Westworld with humans. Like you can't have sex with them or murder them, but. So I guess it's not like Westworld. It's part immersive theater, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, part time real life role playing game, according to a press release. That's a lot, man. Like, do I have to say in character? The it whole is time? like fucking Westworld. Yeah. So rather than simply a place to crash after a day of park hopping, the Star Cruiser is an ongoing immersive interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience. Oh, my God. The hotel itself no. is actually the Halcyon Star Cruiser, the jewel of the Chandelier Star Line. After boarding, you'll voyage to the far reaches of the galaxy in the legendary comfort and style. So if you make continue to make bad decisions, what happens? I just want to go skiing and drink beer. <laughs> I don't want to have to choose that's, my that's own adventure. That's kind of what it is. I'm all for it. Would you go if someone else paid for it? Oh, I would go anywhere if someone else paid for it. A thousand That's percent. actually my dream vacation. It's just, you know. Free. Free. So Disney, if you're listening, We're looking we are willing <laughs> to go through this hotel and blog the experience. It would be amazing if we all made like very different decisions through this hotel experience and just see where we end up. Yeah, like, we, we need a wrong side of 30 travel chapter. Just... I feel like I would make the best decision. Oh, yeah? Huh. <laughs> wonder where you got that reasonless sense of self-confidence but like i like what happens you end up like with the crew like do you have to like Keisha's in the brig like pissed off yeah. you're paying twelve hundred dollars a day to be in the like, brig what happens i'm very interested in this and who thought of this whole thing and how long like is the story going on the entire time you're staying there or is it like limited to a certain mondays actually i want to amend my answer now um so maggie takes me on a beer trip we go to different like really really good beer cities for my birthday and we've done like San Diego and Denver and Asheville, North Carolina and Chicago and Milwaukee. Like we just go to different beer cities. Right. And uh, the one that I really like the big one mm -hmm. would be to go to Oktoberfest in Germany. And then also like while you're in Europe, Ooh. go up to like yeah. Belgium and Czech Republic and just basically try all of like the huge pinnacle European style beer. 
a beer trip in Europe would be peak, like the biggest beer festival in the world. That would be my dream. All right. So we, we talked about vacations. What did, what did you guys learn? What do you think? You're what the do, worst at this. What do we, what is the thing we, that we do at you, the you end? You asked like a question, hey. like we talked about vacations. <laughs> Look, just take a beat and don't be weird about it. Uh, well, now that you said that, okay. So, vacation. No, 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 what do what do you what do you guys think? Did you learn anything? Learn anything? No, <laughs> I, mean, I learned you guys like are have have terrible taste in in the kind of vacations you guys take. I learned that I'm not the only so one with travel constipation, which is really nice. Oh yeah. Yes, that's a. Real I think it's a plus. I mean, I really there's one toilet that I like in this world, and it's in my home. Three feet away from me at all times. Oh shit! I didn't ask about pooping. What? Like we you talked we've, about we've pooping. Had no, no, plenty no, no, of no. poop talk. No, but yeah. like when you travel with somebody for the first time and you have to poop. Well, you you come up with like distractions. <laughs> like what? Like you pull a fire al- pull a fire alarm, so you get separated and find and like run to a bathroom and poop. I travel with matches. Oh, I poop in the lobby. Like I'll go downstairs. Too much work. No, man. You just, it's the distraction thing. I can't. I can't. But then she starts getting suspicious, like you're fucking like Lois Lane. She's like, (laughs) we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Terrible things happening. (laughs) After we eat Mexican food. It's so weird. (laughs) She disappears for two hours. I learned that uh, Brandon basically does all the same things in other countries as he does here. And I learned that Keisha is uh, a a big health risk overseas. (laughs) And maybe patient zero in the next couple of weeks. No. I'll be good. We'll take tests. Everybody stay safe. Yes. Stay out of hospitals. See ya. Bye.